You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. And welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the Radioactive Show, produced at my home on unceded Wurundjeri lands for 3CR in Nam, Melbourne. I pay my respects to elders past and present and welcome all First Nations people listening today. This show is brought to you with the support of the ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth. My name is AC, and in today's show I speak with Dal Kadahi and Valerie Joy from the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom in Brisbane who travelled over 3,000 kilometres via plane, train and bus across regional Queensland, promoting the ICANN Cities Appeal and encouraging remote towns and shires to sign on in support of the Nuclear Weapon Ban Treaty. My name's Dal Kadahi. I'm a member of Wilf Queensland and um, I've been uh, interested in, in, um, in the, the processes of the UN and in particular this piece of legislation that was coming up on the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. And I'm Valerie Joy and I'm a um, fairly new member of WILF but I've been a Quaker for 36 years and looking at many aspects of peace and um, the nuclear issue is, is a very serious issue, but there are, there are lots of others uh, as well. But today we're going to talk about our involvement in taking the message to councils. Yeah, great. So you, you went on a, a f- pretty amazing journey across regional Queensland, taking that message. Can you explain how that went? It started, well, when um, the ICANN, that's the International Campaign Against Nuclear Weapons, won the Nobel Prize, Jim um, brought the actual Alfie, the, the, um, the medal, to some of us in Queensland and said, you know, that we had to get working on just all sorts of... Um, people and groups to um, sign something against nuclear weapons. So the Towns and Cities Appeal is just one of many that um, people on ICANN uh, have been working on. They've gone to banks and superannuation funds um, as well as um, getting countries to sign so it's, it's very global, but um, in Wilf, Queensland, we just decided to divide up the state. There are 77 councils in Queensland, and we each took about eight or nine and started writing letters. That's back in June. And so I wrote letters to quite a number of councils in far western Queensland, and then I followed up with phone calls 
and I didn't get through to anybody. <laughs> um, so that's how Dell and I decided that why don't why don't we go? When we um, decided to go, you know, we we had to look at our times and and um, and I was committed to something else. So we we and uh, we had to postpone our trip for a little bit. So um, we ended up going when it was the hot season was really starting. Um, but um, Valerie had done some really good preparation beforehand. She'd written to the councils and and of course ICANN had been writing to them as well and. In particular, because no council in Queensland had signed the city's appeal and we'd heard other councils talking about how they had signed it, and, um, uh, we, we thought, you know, this is, we've got to try um, to get the message out to the councils in, in um, Queensland. And so um, Valerie had a connection to somebody um, in, um, in, in Huendon, in the council there, so um, we... Uh, so so we just went with that. Well, it was actually Richmond Council. She's a relative. Um, and um, But she said, don't, don't bother Richmond. She was obviously finding it difficult that I kept writing to the mayor there. And then she just said, why don't you try Mount Isa because they've got a new mayor who's a woman and very newly elected. Um, so we, we then were very happy when we got an actual invitation to meet with the mayor of Mount Isa. That was really, that was the change that gave us encouragement. Yes, because when we, we left Brisbane, um, we flew to Townsville and um, we're very, um, you know, we, we had had a letter from the Townsville Council or the Townsville Mayor saying that they weren't interested and they wouldn't be signing the city's appeal. And um, so we, we went around to the council office with some information anyway and left that there for them. And then we noticed they had a display up about their risk policy um, and their risk and disaster management policy. And um, that sort of became a thing for us on our trip because you know, what greater disaster and risk is there than a nuclear um, war happening or fallout from a nuclear war? And, and you know, so we, we, we maintain to people after that, you know, that they're really missing something on their, their, their risk policy, just like in the way COVID caught councils unprepared as well. But this is, this is a greater risk. And it was good having... Um, some of the writings from, from some of the councils, in particular uh, Fremantle Council, the mayor had sort of articulated some of the areas where councils would have to, inter, you know, uh, try and help their their citizens if there was um, a nuclear nuclear fallout or a nuclear conflagration. So we left Townsville and we went um, in the train to Hewenden, which is the Flinders Shire. It's a very interesting part of Queensland, very dry and very, very hot. And um, we went to the library so we could um, learn about any of the local groups that 
that were in in Huendon, in in that that area, and I think, and they were so helpful. Um, we learned about the CWA there, and um, I can't remember what other groups. But by the time we went to see the council there, um, we so, we sort of had a good feel for 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 Huendon. And also we'd done some, a little bit of touring around in a helicopter um, to see the Porcupine Gorge and the White Mountain, which is uh, quite a tourist attraction. So um, we couldn't see the mayor of uh, Huendon, uh, of Flinders rather, because the week we were there was the week of the local government association Queensland's conference at the Gold Coast. But I spoke to the mayor and um, she said, oh, I'll put you through to the CEO. So instead of having to go through the, the first person in the council, which would be, you know, the person that just answers the phone, we went straight to the CEO and booked a time to come and see uh, himself and his director of community services. Um, so that went that went very well. We were very happy with that um, conversation. And subsequently, um, they've written to us to say they'd like to know how we get on with Mount Isa. Um, and it may be that they, they will be interested in following on um, Mount Isa if if they actually decide to sign the the treaty. That was Valerie Joy speaking about her determined efforts, along with Dal Cudahy, to lobby local councils to in remote Queensland to sign on to the ICANN Cities Appeal. You're listening to the Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR at my home in Nam, Melbourne, and broadcast across these stolen lands known as Australia through the community radio network. Dale Cudahy picks up the story of this epic journey as they leave Flinders and head towards Mount Isa. So yes, yeah, so um, it was it was it was um, a very you know very cordial welcome in Flinders Shire, and that was good. Um, but um, after you know coming away from Townsville, and there was still no hope. We were a little bit dispirited when when we got on the train and had an overnight trip on the train to, to Mount Isa. Um, and um, but in the meantime, we had um, been getting some support from our, um, our, our Wolf colleagues in Brisbane, and um, they had suggested that you know we could start doing some media, which we hadn't thought to do. So we started um, putting, submitting um, media um, articles into the local radio station and the local newspaper in Mount Isa. And so actually by the time we arrived in Mount Isa, there had already been a press, an, an article in the newspaper about us arriving um, and talking about the history of Will for our organisation and that we were coming on a delegation to see the mayor, you know, which was really great because that newspaper um, ha had recently had to go virtual or online because the, the actual printing press and premises had just closed. You know, there was a big push within, um, I think, Murdoch Media to close um, all the country press. But the journalists were still doing a great job, we thought, in, you know, seeking out 
interesting stories for, for the local population. We met with the journalist um, at the club. It was called the Buffalo Club, wasn't it? And um, he took our photo, which I think went into the paper as well. Um, and then we, we saw the office of um, the local member and we went to see the federal member. Bob Catter. He wasn't there. He was in his Charters Towers office. But um, we got a good hearing from his, um, his assistant. And um, so generally Mount Isa was, was really, everybody was very welcoming. And um, then, um, so we went to the council and um, met with Councillor Daniel Slade, who is um, very young and um, very newly elected. She just came to the job in, in April of this year. Um, and she just listened to us really, really carefully. Uh, and so Dell told her the story of Wilf um, and, and then how, how we came to be um, there. And she, she was very accepting of everything. But she pointed out that, of course, she said, I've got uh, five other councillors to convince. And that was when she made the suggestion that we prepare and deliver a virtual presentation to their next meeting of council, which happens to be tomorrow. And it happens to be the 11th of the 11th, which is a very significant date in terms of world peace. So that's, that's where we're at. We're, we're very excited about tomorrow. <laughs> and um, we've got um, Dr. Marianne Hansen, who uh, is, uh, she's a Rotary Peace Fellow. Um, she's Associate Professor of Peace Studies at University of Queensland. She's on the board of ICANN um, and numerous other uh, public uh, places. Uh, so I will introduce her and then we've got after her uh, a short video from the Mayor of Fremantle and he uh, is a world leader in the cities and towns appeal to sign the nuclear um, proliferation, uh, nuclear ban. And I know he's, he's very much in touch with the mayors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So he's got quite an international um, name for banning nuclear weapons. Yeah, it was interesting, you know, like when, when we um, were preparing, you know, material to, to, to take to, to the councils and, and to the parliamentarians' offices and things like that, it was good. Um, one of the, uh, we had, we had um, publications from ICANN, which was really good. They've done a number of publications. And, and like Valerie was talking about, they've had a number of campaigns as well. And one of them's 
is the parliamentary pledge. So they've asked parliamentarians to sign this pledge supporting um, the UN treaty. And, and I noticed that quite a few Queensland parliamentarians had taken the pledge, whereas like none of the Queensland councils had. And these parliamentarians that had taken the pledge, you know, they had cross-party lines. And one of them was a, a man from far north Queensland. And um, so we had a little quote from him in his, you know, when he'd signed the pledge, he, he'd made a little quote about um, this, this um, treaty is about nuclear weapons, which, you know, are destructive to humanity, but it's not about um, the nuclear industry, which is there to help humanity. And um, so with, uh, because we were getting a lot of people saying to us, you know, because this part of Queensland, there's a lot of mining um, in the area. And that's where Queensland has a policy of no uranium mining, but people, you know, are still very, you know, like that they're, the mining is the, the number one um, driver of the economy really in those areas. And, um, and so, um, so we were able to say, look, this treaty isn't about stopping uranium mining. It's not about stopping um, coal mining. It's, it's about stopping nuclear weapons. And, um, and so people were much more reassured then because they seemed to be getting a bit defensive that, oh, this might be stopping mining, you know, and that's our livelihood sort of thing. So, um, yeah, so that, that was um, good to have, you know, like, to see that that parliamentarians have cross party lines that you know they're signing this pledge, and so that's what we were re reiterating to the councils too. This is not a political thing. This is this is um, community, you know, and it's um, and it's drawing on you know we talked about Wilf's history with them um, banning nuclear weapons, and um, because um, Wilf you know was formed in Australia during the First World War. Um, as coming out of um, the women's suffrage movement when war broke out, the women's suffrage movement sort of splintered, you know, into warring camps following, you know, the nations. But actually some of the women's suffrage groups said, no, you know, we can't afford to let war, you know, tear us apart. We're an international movement. And, um, and so they held a, a conference um, during the war in Den Haag, which was a in Holland, which is a neutral country. And women crossed the enemy lines to get to it. And they were really concerned about the destruction of the war and the slaughter that was happening and um, vowed, you know, that they would work towards ending, you know, um, so that another war like that would never happen again, just as, you know, everybody thought that was the war to end all wars. And it was so horrible that something like that would never happen again. And um, so the the women that women's peace movement uh, it was an international movement and it still um, exists as an international movement and it has an office in Geneva which was where the League of Nations was based but also in New York um, and um, the reaching critical will arm of will uh, was worked very much with ICANN in getting um, this um, treaty up through the UN. So we, we talked about um, after the um, Second World War and the dropping of, of the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, how Wilf reacted to that. 
And um, Wilf um, had a member um, who was uh, the second woman in the federal parliament at that stage. Her name was Doris Blackburn. And um, she had been involved with Wilf in an earlier petition, a worldwide petition for um, disarmament um, in the 1930s. And then, of course, when those bombs were developed and went off, um, she was very concerned. And, um, and she chaired a meeting, uh, the, a ban the bomb meeting in Melbourne in 1946, just a year after those bombs went off. Um, asking that all major weapons of mass destruction be outlawed and that scientific research be free from military and political control. So that was 1946. And um, she also forced debate in Parliament on the bill that was set up to establish the Woomera rocket range. In, and um, she claimed you know, that, that that would violate Aboriginal human rights and so we were able to talk to the councils and tell them that it was actually Aboriginal people from Central Australia who appeared, you know, and gave their testimony to the UN on um, the effects of, of those nuclear bombs in Australia all that time ago. It was influential in, um, in getting this treaty passed at the UN. And, um, yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about our history and, and the different people that worked in well. There had been... Um, a wealth branch in Queensland as well during um, during the First World War and um, had been involved in that petition, the, the nuclear disarmament petition. So, so yeah, so there were some very interesting conversations that we had. Yes, and we followed that up with the Maralinga tests and the, new, the radioactive clouds that came over far western Queensland and the councils that we spoke with actually responded to that and said, yes, we're aware of that. So, so damage has been done in Australia to people. And I mentioned that my own brother-in-law uh, contracted a, a very bad blood cancer from being present in the military and, um, and died. And also I mentioned that, um, well, we live in this very insecure world and for um, it's possible that there could be a mistake made in terms of launching a nuclear weapon or if uh, an, an enemy decided to attack the US and a very easy way would be to launch a bomb on Pine Gap because that is the centre for all of the US uh, connect communications, uh, all of their military communications, or the Darwin um, US base, which has 2,500 uh, members of their military uh, going through all the time permanently. Um, so we tried to make it more real because in that early period when we were writing letters and phoning up councils and we're getting absolutely nowhere, that's when I started thinking that really and truly people do need to wake up. Councils can do something and it's of no, at no cost to them. It's, I suppose it's a symbolic act in, in lots of ways. And um, so... We're just crossing our fingers that tomorrow 
we may get the first Queensland Council to actually agree to um, to signing the, this ban. That was Valerie Joy from the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, or WILF, speaking about her hopes that the journey across regional Queensland she went on with Dal Cudahy will result in the first local council in Queensland signing on to the ICANN Cities Appeal in support of the Nuclear Weapons Ban Treaty. I've heard that the online delegation to the Mount Isa Local Council was well received and they are currently still waiting to hear if Mount Isa will sign on to the appeal. You've been listening to The Radioactive Show, produced this week by me, AC, and brought to you with the support of the ACE Nuclear Free Collective at Friends of the Earth. Thank you to Dal Kadahi and Valerie Joy from the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, or WILF, for speaking with me today, and for all their efforts to promote a world free from nuclear weapons all the way to remote areas of Queensland. That's it for today. This show was produced at my home in Nam, Melbourne, and distributed across these stolen lands known as Australia on the Community Radio Network. You'll find the radioactive show online at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive, and you can get in touch by looking us up on Facebook. Let's go out with the track Final Form by Sampa the Great, who won Best Female Artist, Best Hip Hop Release, and Best Independent Release for her first studio album, The Return, at this year's ARIA Awards. Thanks for listening, and here's to a nuclear-free future.
finished what they started and we made it. Wait, state I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, state I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, state I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. Wait, state I'm in, in all states I'm in. I might find a form in my melanin. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.